The Beatles are a pretty nice band, and we've got a lot to say. The Beatles are a pretty nice band, talk about them day after day. But we also love the outfit a lot, so are these songs better than your love? The Beatles are a pretty nice band, someday we'll judge if they're fine, oh yeah, someday we'll judge if they're fine. Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, picture yourself. <laughs> John is likes to set things up, you know, picture yourself, imagine, all that stuff. If we were doing the Kinks podcast, would picture yourself as you're getting old. Pictures of your mama taken by your papa a long time ago. A long time ago. And cover versions done by the young fresh fellas. Never mind. Oh, okay. I did not know that. So, yeah, Lucy the Sky with Diamonds. I'm guessing this is a love it or hate it proposition. I love it personally. It's a portal into a fun LSD trip without having to go through all the trouble of finding a dealer. It's a quintessential psychedelic song. It began a lot of nonsense, but I don't hold it against them. Mm-hmm. I think it walks the fine line between fun and good and overwhelming melodrama. I like Paul's bass and the bum, bum, bum drum break before the chorus. It actually reminds me of Love Me Do, of all things. You know, I had never put that together before, but I totally can see that. I'm going to go, I will, I will go with you on that journey to love me do. I think you're right. Um, you know, this isn't also my favorite song of theirs by any stretch, but I do like that they took all the cultural goodwill and momentum that they had at, to this point and made this at all. <laughs> you know, this is as you said, it's basically an LSD trip and you know, I don't think many people were really making songs like that at the time. Um, now what people took from this and turned it into after, as you kind of alluded to, yeah, not so great. You know, there's a lot of bad psychedelic music out there, uh, but it ain't, it ain't the Beatles fault. It's just, you know, a lack of uh, imagination and creativity mm-hmm. from others. So John swears up and down, he had no idea that the initials to the title of the song was LSD. Uh-huh. He says uh, it, its name came from a drawing of a school friend by the four-year-old Julian Lennon. My son came home with a drawing and showed me this strange-looking woman flying around. I said, what is it? And he said, it's Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. And I thought, that's beautiful. I immediately wrote a song about it. There can be little doubt, however, that the song was directly influenced by John Lennon's continual experimentation with LSD, which hit a peak in 1967. In a 2004 interview with Uncut Magazine, McCartney confirmed it was pretty obvious drugs did influence some of the group's compositions at that time, including Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, though he tempered the statement by adding, it's easy to overestimate the influence of drugs on a Beatles music. Mm. In 1980, John claimed the main inspiration came from Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. Lennon had read and admired Carol's works, and the title of Julian's drawing reminded him of the Witch Dreamed It chapter of Through the Looking Glass, in which Alice floats in a boat beneath a sunny sky. So John and Paul wrote it together. The Lucy in the title was Lucy O'Donnell, 
She'd attended Heath House, a private Weybridge nursery school with Julian Lennon. She didn't realize she had been immortalized in a Beatles song until she was 13 in 1976. Can you imagine? Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah. Lucy died uh, in 2009 of complications of lupus. Julian had been informed of her illness and renewed their friendship before her death. That's really sweet. Absolutely. In 1980, John Lennon criticized the arrangement and studio production, claiming it didn't do justice to the song itself. Of course. Of course he did. Mm. Never happy. It is sung by Lennon over an increasingly complicated underlying arrangement, which features a tambura played by George Harrison, lead electric guitar put through a Leslie speaker played by Harrison, and a counter melody on Lowry organ played by McCartney, it taped with a special orchid stop sounding not unlike a Celeste. Session tapes from the initial March 1st, 1967 recording of the song reveal Lennon originally sang the line cellophane flowers of yellow and green as a broken phrase, but McCartney suggested that he sing it more fluidly to improve the song. In 2009, Julian, with James Scott Cook and Todd Meager, released Lucy, a song that is a quasi-follow-up to the Beatles song. The cover of the EP showed four-year-old Juliet's original drawing that now is owned by David Gilmore from Pink Floyd. Of course. Lennon's what do you get the man who has everything? <laughs> yeah, that, uh, apparently. Rosebud. Lennon's original <laughs> handwritten lyrics sold at auction in 2011 for $230,000. Wow. In 1974, Elton John released a cover version as a single. Recorded at the Caribou Ranch, featured backing vocals and guitar by John Lennon, under the pseudonym Dr. Winston O'Boogie. The single topped the U.S. Billboard pop chart for two weeks in January 1975. It's a confusing cover. <laughs> it has like a, like, the chorus is like done in a reggae weird thing, and it kind of like take that style on vocally as well. Speaking of drugs influencing, yeah, music. I mean, hey, that's that's Elton John in nineteen seventy-four. Mm-hmm. That whole decade, uh-huh. pretty much. Yep. Love counts zero, which <laughs> is kind of funny. Uh, Josie scale. I'm gonna give this a yeah. I'm gonna tepidly agree with you <laughs> and give it a yeah. <laughs> I think mostly based on its influence. I think. The Beatles are a pretty nice band, talk about them day after day. But we also love the outfield a lot, so are these songs better than your love? The Beatles are a pretty nice band, someday we'll judge if they're fine, oh yeah, someday we'll judge if they're fine.